morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Blues fans, shoppers, midday grind. Who's more angry, fans. shoppers, Christmas shoppers, or blues fans? Here's a Schaefer poll question. Along with that, <laughs> more surprising. Blues coming off an impressive win, laid an egg, or the trolley breaking down. What was more? Oh, what was more surprising? What was more St. Louis in 2018? The Blues effort on Sunday or the trolley breaking down? They said it'll be back up and running by Thursday. <laughs> Their hope. Uh, well, now I hold on. I I had the same immediate reaction. By Thursday, I read as Paul Harvey would say. I read the, the rest of the story. I guess maybe we need to check this. Does the trolley only run like certain days? So it sounded ridiculous, like it's going to be fixed in the next day or two, but they don't need it till Thursday. I don't know. Does the tr- Look it up. Like, Fast Eddie's is open seven days a week. Does the trolley run seven days a week? I'm not entirely sure. Hoff will get on that. Midday Grind, Martin Kilquin, Brian Hoffman, Matt Rocchio, Charlie on TMA duty uh, the next few days, also out at the rink. Gave us that live report about the fight with Robert Bertuzzo and Zach Sanford. We're not going to overstate it, but. Trolley scheduled Monday through Sunday. Runs every 20 minutes according to the website. All right. Well, read the, read the story on the Post-Dispatch about it. And it points out it, it won't be ready or it will be ready. Like they proudly said, don't worry, it'll be back by Thursday. And I had the same reaction. I laughed. I'm like, well, Thursday. But it said something about how that schedule, eh, I don't know. Who cares? Oh, wait, I need a subscription. Hold on one second. All right. Sign in with uh, that account that you stole from your friend that you didn't actually sign up for. Uh, midday grind here on this Friday edition. A lot to talk about blues related over the weekend. NFL related. I kind of want to talk some NFL. And I know we hate the league. But now they're having to start paying, you know, a little bit. Cronkies had to write some checks and got the lawsuit still going. Rams lost a game. Didn't play well. How about that final score? Bears 15, Rams 6. Does that score sound pretty random to you? Right? 15 to 6. It was only the fourth time in NFL history huh. that there was a 15 to 6 score. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I like there's a Twitter account, Scoregami, that, that tweets out when there's like random scores. Really? Like, and like, yeah. well, the, the Chiefs Rams game was a first ever. Like the total, and that's like the Scoregami is like ran- weird totals in football games. And that, that was the first one ever. And they'll like tweet out things like this is only the fourth time there's ever been this total point scored. It's a it's a, a really nerdy but really interesting thing. I don't know how they. I guess they've got the computer loaded up with all yeah. the scores. But fifteen to six is a random score. I heard that last. Probably night. break off like stats and information from ESPN or something. So the fifteen is probably the weirdest part. But the fifteen six anyway. So the Bears win that game. The Bears are actually fun to watch defensively. Kind of the old school Bears. The Rams look like a team from the coast. They weren't quite ready for a cold night in Chicago. Isaac Bruce, 
was chiming in. I loved it because he was getting mad about the play call and wanted to run the ball more and saying, basically, if you're damn cold, get out of the game. He was, like, <laughs> mad about it. But the Saints now have the top seed in the NFC, and that's your hope if you're still – I'm not that worried about the Rams. I'm not consumed by them anymore. But I'd rather they not win. And so if you're worried about that sort of thing, I think you want the Saints to hang on to that top seed. That game wasn't really that entertaining. The Miami finish, and we didn't have a Doug Flutie, Gerald Phelan moment, but it was. We didn't have the Stanford ban. You've got the call from mm, Miami. One second. Let me and this is up. my theory about the call. So it's the final play. You've seen it, I'm sure. Beat the Patriots on the final play. They had Rob Gronkowski out there on defense, and they do break that down well. But here's my theory about the announcers. I think they were resigned to the fact that the Dolphins had played pretty well, scored a number of points, but they were going to lose. And I think the actual call, they're in the booth kind of like, oh, well, there's a pass. Yeah, well, anyway. Oh, they scored! That's what it felt like to me. Stand by. Three, two, one. Tackle anybody. I don't know why he's back there. I, I think, well, I know why. Knock they it throw down. it up. They throw it up in the air. He knocked it down. It. That's exactly why. Tannehill, last shot, back to throw. They throw it down. They try to pitch it, and they do. To Parker. Parker pitches it. And it's straight. Great. 30, 20. That counts. He's got a tackle. Oh, oh no way. way. He no got way. Way. No way. What the hell? It was this part that was especially just Tannehill, last shot. <laughs> yes, that's it. Last Did, shot. Didn't they seem really depressed? And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, he threw it, and I flipped it, and the other guy flipped it, and then they scored! It was like guys at the bar watching the game. Yeah, we'll see what they do here. They, they not going 69 yards. Ends up being the longest game-winning touchdown on a final play in the Super Bowl era. Miami takes out New England. People love that. Chiefs had to win in overtime. Steelers had a chance. The Steelers, and I haven't been watching that closely, but I believe it's four straight games where it came down to the final play of the game. Remember, they won a Jacksonville game where Big Ben threw an interception, but it got overturned on a pass interference. They end up winning that game. Last week, when they got beat by the Chargers on Sunday night foot, remember they were offside like three times in a row on a game-winning kick for San, well, Los Angeles, excuse me, for the Chargers. And then yesterday they lose to the Ra The kicker fell down. Mm. I mean, it looked like a Charlie Brown ending, and then John Gruden celebrated like crazy. There were so many great finishes, Chiefs winning in overtime, that you can hate the league, but you can still you can still enjoy the game. Aren't Hoff you? Doesn't, you hate you hate the no, NFL. No, I don't hate the NFL. I watched a lot of fun games. I watched one game yesterday. I watched the Chiefs and uh, the Ravens. That was fun to. I get more into it in December and at heading into the the postseason. I think if you're the program director at whatever Sally's not here, so I don't know what what station carries the Dolphins games. Uh, in, hold on, in Miami. I'm going to go all Solomon here. I think it's WQAM. Oh my God, I could be wrong. Rocky is going to look it up. I think it's WQAM. Now, if Sally were here today. QAM, 810 on your dial or whatever it is. Aren't you a little bothered if you're the, the program director? Because you're always looking for calls and great moments to, to package together. What did you say again, Martin? I said WQAM. Um, it was. Martin's Wheelhouse. It was that for a long time, and then it went away for four years. 
But starting in 2016, it was back at AM 560 WQAM. Martin's hey, Wheelhouse. Thank you. I think maybe Sid Rosenberg was there for a time. And I believe the call, would Joe Rose and Jimmy Cephalo are former players for the Dolphins. Jimmy Cephalo on the play-by-play. Jimmy Cephalo, wide receiver. Why aren't you talking to Jimmy like, hey, maybe a little more enthusiasm? Because this is the call you're going to want to play for years to come. Like, Camo X always brings out the great calls from the 80s and 90s at the Cardinals. It's a reminder to you young broadcasters. Yeah. You never know. You never know. You never know. Because just the beginning clip again, this is, the, this is the final play, and it ends up being a historic finish. Tannehill, last shot. <laughs> <laughs> So defeated. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if like Mike Shannon is calling the David Freeze. Uh, here's the pitch to David. Oh well. Fly ball to right field. <laughs> oh, it's going. Yeah, it's a home run. Uh, you also had the uh, great finish to the Cowboys. Amari Cooper three touchdowns, and then the Packers win a game. No big deal. They beat Atlanta. But what was cool about the week in Green Bay? They fired Mike McCarthy last week. That's not cool. That that was correct. That's not what I meant. After firing Mike McCarthy last Sunday, what was cool, we found out they allowed him to come back to the building on Tuesday. Usually they're like, pack up, get out. He was in the building Tuesday to have a special meeting with his coaches. And then Wednesday he came back and got to address the team. Oh. That almost never happens. And I'm sure if you're a guy, but I coached there 13 years. Did the Rams not allow Fisher to do that when they fired him? I don't think so. Spags didn't get that opportunity when they let him no. go. Linehan escorted out of the building, I believe. <laughs> so rarely does it happen. Now, granted, this is a guy who had been there 13 years. But I thought that was the coolest thing I heard because it's so unceremonious. You won a Super Bowl. You've got a great winning record. You'd probably done a 1,000 community events. And then just on one Sunday, you lose the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, God, that's it. You're gone. And it's got to be a really empty feeling. So I love the fact they let him come back. And then he took out a full-page ad. In the Green Bay Papers, which got a lot of play as well, uh, but on the field itself, Aaron Rodgers, I think it's three sixty-eight. I don't have the number exactly here. I'd written it down. New NFL record passes without a pick. Mm. He passed Tom Brady on that list. I think when he got the record, it was like three fifty-eight. But he's over three sixty. That's really amazing when you think because Rodgers will take some chances too. He's not far best, but he'll get on that back heel and just chuck it downfield. So you start thinking about, hey, 10 in a row without a pick, that's pretty good, 30, 100, yeah, 200. 360 in a row, whatever the exact number is, is pretty impressive. And I guess he's telling people now, don't sleep on the pack. Don't sleep like, well, well yeah. Like, maybe I, next year. You have the same record as the Cleveland Browns. And God bless the Cleveland Browns for winning games. They've got like a decade's worth of wins already. They're at 5-7-1. and one. But the pack is 5-7-1. and one. You have the same record as the Cleveland Browns. Last threw a pick in week four against Buffalo. But if you're a Packer fan, doesn't that come with a tinge of like a bittersweet stat? Like he's been that good, and how come we aren't winning more? And you're four seven and one. Yeah, I would agree. Hey, we are going to be at Schnucks Grabway Bluffs on Thursday, and when we think about Schnucks right now, Christmas are right around the corner. Not that many days left. A lot to do. Let Schnucks help you with the meal. Limited time. Want to get it right? You can trust your friends at Schnucks. They've got everything you need. The quality you expect. Spiral cut hams. Freshly made pies. Get it all in one stop at Shook, Schnooks. Schnooks. Doesn't work the same as Jets. Jets. Why wouldn't you get everything at Schnooks when you can earn points on top of it all? Do that on your rewards app if you haven't downloaded it yet. Do that before you do that Christmas grocery shopping. Don't leave those points on the table. Or if you've been saving up your points, great time to do them with the Christmas meal 
planning that big family dinner, save time, save money, get those holidays taken care of with Schnooks. Mitz. My wife and I ate at Schnooks and De Pere on Saturday night. Was there music and everything going there on? There was. There's uh, like three, I'd say, middle to older age people singing Christmas carols. <laughs> okay. Well, that counts. Yes. You got the cold bin of beer, but they also have tap right there. They do. We had, I had salmon. She had cod. Did you order, so you order off the menu? Otherwise, you can bring them the food. They'll cook We haven't for done you. that. We need to do that next. But that's a nice, it's pretty inexpensive. You're not spending a whole lot of money. It's healthier than if we had made our own dinner because we weren't going to make seafood. Nice and easy. Ah. Great food. I have a little dilemma because at work, at the Two Fox, for all employees for the holidays, you get a Schnucks gift card. So my boss, Audrey, last week said, well, you'll see Charlie. You always see Charlie. Here, here's his. Don't give it to him. Give it to me. I'll he knows it. about it, but I could use it. And he said, dude, dude, what are the chances I go to use that? And there's been a couple of beer purchases already on there. <laughs> he really won't know until he goes to use it. So it, it looks looks perfectly fine. Here you go, Chuck. Here's that gift card. Do I do that? Oh, just, I'm sorry, just there's only $3 left on it. No, just for fun, like a six-pack for you or something. Yeah, for me. That's Especially. good. How much did they put on the gift card? Brian approves $75. Wow, that's a lot of beer. So Brian approves as long as it goes back to me, to him. Yes. Uh, Blues, as discussed or discussed, lost that game on Sunday after winning a fifth straight Friday night game. And a lot of sound to go through because I think it's the first time where I think collectively the players sounded disgusted uh we'll start with the interim head coach craig berube who is now three five and one just probably the same winning percentage that mike yo had maybe a little as le- far as this season well, yeah probably kind of they're kind of in this range where they win about one in every three games here's craig berube it's not early in the season it's not that early in the season you know it's uh the way out is that I, and it's the same thing we preach day in and day out you have to go into every game, no matter who you play, and you got to be committed to giving a hundred percent effort and word? be uh, and com- and compete as hard as you can every game. If you don't, it doesn't matter who you play. That's what can happen to you. What happened uh, today? So I don't. We're going to keep drilling in our heads. So you guys can ask, keep asking me and asking me and asking me. I'm going to tell you the same thing. We're going to keep at it. We're going to keep pounding it in our heads until they get it. That's it. So we're not questioning the effort. We're not saying that they're not committed or trying that hard. The coach is saying that. Yes. And also, 62 Blues strict on Friday, Schneidhorst. I said, what are you going to do today? He said, we're going to kind of look ahead at some more of the talent, the draft. And he's really locking God, in on the six draft. 6 tank. Yes. He's all in on it. He's in on the tank. He oh, keeps talking draft. Two weeks ago, I was in. Hashtag Blues lose for Hughes. Let's, let's make Just it happen, start, everybody. He, start trading off assets. Start acquiring picks. I, I I mean, you get five million from Bowmeister when he expires. Well, the name here. Hughes has a good track record in the Blues, St. Louis area. Blues lose for Hughes. So, Larry Hughes. Larry Hughes. That's what oh, come on, it's, it's oh, one of the so random. Where were you going with that? I'm like, like hold on. It's one of the random years where there's a perfect rhyme for the first overall pick. I mean, that's Blues just when Hughes? that happens. Oh yeah. Blues lose Hughes. Just make it happen. Blues. Is this the number four? Blues lose four Hughes. Hmm? Is Blues lose four? The number four Hughes. I feel like, like, I, like I feel I, 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 MLS for the oh, Lou hashtag lose for Hughes. You going to start that? Yeah, I, I started blues lose for Hughes literally two weeks ago on oh. a hashtag form. Okay. I've been I've been on top of them blowing this one up for Martin's on a few form. weeks now. Like I before Ruby was before they even made the coaching change. I was on the mainly because 
this team can never go into a season telling the fan base we're only going to win 20 games. But if you start a season with potential in the mind of the fans, sell some of those tickets, and then you suck, you might not lose as much money and maybe the entire financial system of the Blues doesn't fall apart. No, Army's good at that. It yeah, was so the, that's what I'm was, saying. I think it was after the Winter Classic or right before where he said it was a transformational year. Mm. He wouldn't say rebuild, yeah. but they basically announced they were in kind of a rebuild, but they announced it during the season. And they still made the playoffs that year. Right. Here's the All scary the part. Surprising. I don't think they're actually going to be bad enough to get the first overall pick. And plus, the lottery can screw you. We're not even good enough to be bad enough. Is that what you're saying? We're not even bad enough to be good enough. Yeah, I'm Ask saying, Army I'm saying that this, question. Army, is it true you're not good enough to be bad if you enough? Look at, if you look at teams, if you look at more and more uh, leagues and how teams are tanking, mid-market teams almost never are able to go in full tank mode because they can't handle the financials of it. It's the big markets that can take it for a year. Chicago, some of the – if you look at the NBA, New York's been doing it. Some of these bigger markets that have been doing it, um, it works because they can handle it for two or three years. But the mid-market teams always have to do these half-measure ones where you try to just get, like, the eighth seed in the playoffs and then still – work it from there and that's where the blues have always been is they can never tear it down all the way because it just goes to a barren wasteland and that's it just doesn't work they had a pretty barren wasteland right after the pronger tour that old five that, that's, yeah that was that's, and that's what i'm talking about it, and, and I, I have a feeling they look at that the so potential of that, that like we can never let that it get you gotta that build bad it back up you gotta get those fans back uh, vladimir tarasenko always seems to have the fans in mind i think he's sincere he wished him happy halloween that one time uh he's also disappointed Wait, I'm sorry. I'll Vladimir Tarasenko. I'm fault. sorry. Yeah, there is no consistent, uh, consistently in our game, and uh, I apologize uh, uh, to all our fans. Like we can't play at home like this, and uh, it's like I said, it's unacceptable. And I don't like, I don't know how to like fix it. We work on it, but it doesn't work for now. And we have a like really hard game, and next day we just blow up like this. Like I don't know. Coming off the Winnipeg win, one zip. I think Frank and I both said on Friday, yeah, they'll win one or two. They'll beat Can Vancouver, who'd been playing terrible. Yeah, they beat the Canucks, lose to the Jets on Friday night. In fact, it was the opposite. Beat the Jets, one zip. You had a shutout from Jake Allen. Then on Sunday, of course, he's getting hooked. Alexander Steen, uh, one of your assistant captains, also on the root of the Blues problems. Systems-wise, it's not systems. It's all, all it is is competitiveness and work ethic. And right now, you know, I thought we came out decent. And then, you know, something happens, a couple unlucky bounces. Again, I haven't seen everything, but not good enough. You hear that a lot, too. Came out all right, but then something happened. Maybe, the, maybe, maybe Curbs needs to take the approach. Because Curbs is always excited. He's, he is an optimist. He's rooting for the best. He needs to take that Miami Dolphins mindset. Daniel, last shot, back to throw. And then Sanko, yes. off the ice. Blues hosting the Canucks. <laughs> Here we go, 60 minutes of hockey. And then all these good things will start happening, and he'll have no choice but to elevate. At this point, you got to try anything. Uh, Braden Shen also commented, and I think there was one point, we may not have it, but there was a point where he was asked about what Steen said, and he said, I don't know. you got to go talk to him. So it seemed to be a little bit of a disconnect in terms of, in terms of what's wrong. Worry about the next game and, and try and win it. You know, uh, It's not easy going into Winnipeg and winning, and we've done that so many 
past three wins we've had. We've beat good teams. We followed up with a, a poor, uh, poor performance, and um, obviously, uh, you know, we're, we're playing good against the good teams, the teams at the top of the league, and we think for whatever reason we can take a night off when we're, you know, bottom of the standings. I don't know what it is, and and uh, you know, that starts with it's everyone. And to recap, they've won at Vegas, at Colorado, at Winnipeg. Those are all those Friday games. At home against Nashville, at home against San Jose. All five of those are those Friday night games. It's the weirdest deal. Uh, here's Shen in terms of what Steen said about the problems. Nice question for him. I don't know. Pardon me? I don't know. I even have the answer to that. Okay. Well, he, well, he's not here anymore, right? He left. So <laughs> we actually can't go. I like when they say, you need to go talk to him about that. Well, he, he's actually dressed, and he's left. He's actually on Highway 40 right now, so if you don't mind. Uh, Blues and Panthers tomorrow night. Chris Pronger, who is positioned comfortably in that press box as the assistant GM of the Panthers, will actually be watching his own team. We kid because we care. The Pronger Cup tomorrow night. Uh, Brewery Lights up and running, Hoff. That's over at Anheuser-Busch. You've either gone or you're considering going. My wife and I are planning on going Saturday night, actually, for Anheuser-Busch Brewery Lights. We love going at least once a year. It's free entry. Uh, you get, if you're over 21, you do get some beer samples. And if you wanted to get a full beer, you can purchase your own at the bars that they have there. There's also food for purchase. That's reasonably priced. They have a, you know, a little holiday show that they play every night for the kids. They have a little miniature ice skating rink. They have s'more stations spread throughout the Brewery Lights layout. It is always fun time at Brewery Lights. Of course, always drink responsibly. All right, quick break here. Let's get into the Cardinal conversation. Um, a lot of it coming out of Friday, I think, was, hey, Goldschmidt, Goldschmidt, Goldschmidt. But I think if you listen close, you heard Bill DeWitt, you heard John Moselleck saying the same thing, that they altered their course a little bit. Instead of playing that long game, they took the risk on Goldschmidt, and they really valued Carson Kelly, Luke Weaver, higher than any of us. I had to admit that, I think, on the air and off air with Bill DeWitt. I was like, gosh, you didn't have to give up much. And he was like, excuse me? I'm like, <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, and I said, is it fair to say? Get rid of that bum catcher. No one liked that pitcher we all soured on. He did say the analytics people love both players. And he said, so if you're out there looking to make a deal, he said, these guys rated well in the analytics department. Anyway, we'll get into the Cardinal conversation because I think it was interesting that they admitted they shifted gears a little bit and are trying, not that they haven't been trying to win. I hope that's not what they admitted but that they're all in for 2019. Also sponsor this hour, Offenberg Hyundai. That's O'Fallon, Illinois, the original Hyundai dealer, coming up on that 30th anniversary. It started in 1989 before anybody even knew what the Hyundai was all about or how to pronounce it. And since then, the brand has come a long way. Hired the top designers and top engineers. So you have award-winning cars, great-looking vehicles. have always been able to get you great gas mileage. There's a Sonata Hybrid that's in the 40s in terms of Gas mileage, great vehicles, and because it's Offenberg, you're going to get great service. So if you are in the market for a new vehicle, go online, OffenbergHyundai.com, whether it's an SUV like the Santa Fe or the Tucson, you want a little bit of premium luxury, check out the Genesis, all those cars online, and a great selection of premium vehicles. More than 100 are on the lot right now, and you can see those online. Offenberg Hyundai, longtime sponsor of the Kill Coin program. I'm 